2: Today's show brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. In a moment, we'll talk with uh, Corey uh, Seidman. And before we get to Corey, our play-by-play call today, Sean Couturier for the Flyers in a shootout against the Pens. Sean Couturier is going to go next in the second round for the Flyers He's 2 for 4 Only Flyer that scored twice this year in shootouts Slowly in on Jari Backhand, he scores up high What a move by Sean Couturier To give Philadelphia the 2-1 lead The outstanding Tim Saunders On the Flyers radio network Who uh, made sure he was at the rink And not at Myrtle Beach Before a big game Am I wrong about
1: that? No, you are not wrong.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. Let's bring Corey in. Corey, great to have you with us. First time I think we've had you with us, Corey. Fabulous to have you on. Thanks for the time.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, let's start out with, obviously, the play of the week. <laughs> I always find it interesting how each side des- de- describes the play of the week, and that was the Alec Bone play at, at, at home plate. Now, Bone doesn't do anything wrong in the play, but realistically – Did he make it?
0: You know, I don't think that he was safe at home, although I also don't think that guys like Drew Smiley, the brave starting pitcher, or Justin Turner, the Dodgers third baseman who weighed in from across the country, I don't think they were completely (laughs) accurate either when they said that it was conclusive that Boehm was out I think that's where it it, it was it wasn't conclusive and how many years have we been watching this in the NFL with challenges where every single time it happens we're reminded that well you know they, they tend to go with the call on the field and that's what's happened in MLB that you know the issue is that when the call isn't conclusive either way, you're just confirming or, or, or saying it stands. When right. really it, it was a fifty-fifty play to begin with. But I don't know. There were the, it did not look like he was safe at home. Uh, however, you know, over the course of 162, those things are going to balance out. There's going to be a game where the Phillies uh, do, do not get the benefit of a call, and Phillies fans are complaining about it. I mean, I was just, you know, my, my thought that night was man, imagine if the shoe was on the other foot, how Phillies fans would have reacted that night. You know, they would have been they would have been just freaking out. Um, and that's what you saw from Braves fans that night. But, hey, it went in the Phillies' favor. It's not going to happen that way every time. But right. I think it just speaks to the larger issue of instant replay in baseball. It hasn't gone exactly the way that I think baseball would have thought it would. You know, I, I remember when it first began, um, you know, you had those in-the-neighborhood plays at second base where that really wasn't even the spirit of instant replay, like breaking down these... You know, milliseconds of footage to see if a guy touched the corner of the bag or if his foot came off. So, a lot of unintended consequences with instant replay.
2: I think the only sport where it's gone the way it should go is hockey with looking at goals. That's been it. Everything else has been, I don't care, the NFL, NBA, college basketball. We, we, you know, Dick Girardi and I look at each other all the time like, what? Jack Hammond and I look at each other all the time in football in the booth like, what? Uh, so I don't think it's gone the way anybody and, – and I think here – this is my opinion about it, and you, you may have a completely different opinion, which I respect, but if you can't tell them 30 to 40 seconds, move on.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree, and it just messes up the pace of the game, too. You know, yes. I was watching a game the other night. I can't remember what game it was, but the first play of the game was a bang-bang play at first base that then took, you know, two, two-and-a-half minutes to replay. So now you have a pitcher who just began the game, he's thrown like five pitches, And now the entire mojo of the first inning is in flux. So, I mean, I'm not saying there's no place for it. It's just that there are definitely ways to improve it. I feel like we've been watching a similar uh, situation and a similar system in MLB for a couple years now that hasn't necessarily improved.
2: All right, what about, okay, center field has been a problem. There's no getting around it. And Adam Hazley, as a player, I like him very much. I liked him when I first uh, saw him at Williamsport broadcasting games up there. Uh, and it's done some nice things, but now he's on the restricted list for personal reasons, and he's not off to a good start. I mean, nobody in center field's off to a good start. So Mickey Moniak is going to get this shot. What is your thought on Mickey Moniak finally getting this shot?
0: Well, you know, it's it's from the Phillies' perspective, it's a good thing that they're actually able to give him this opportunity because when you draft a guy first overall, you know, he was the first overall pick in 2016. A lot of guys from that draft have already made the majors and made an impact in the majors. He's in a bit of a different spot as a, as a high school player, you know, slower to get up to the majors. But now he has an opportunity to play every day. So he has the ability to sink or swim here. If he hits, if he plays well defensively, he can put himself in that conversation long-term to be the Philly center fielder. And if not, the Phillies have to start thinking about external options. You know, they're going to have to think about short-term options to help them contend in 2021. And they're going to have to think about the future of that position because – between Adam Hazley, Roman Quinn, Mickey Moniak, Odubo Herrera. You know, it's very possible that none of those guys is the the right answer. But for the foreseeable future, Mickey Moniak's going to get a heck of a lot of playing time. He's batting eighth tonight, playing center field, a position he did not see big league time last year when he was up for a couple weeks. He played left and right tonight. He's in center. And he's going to play against all right-handed pitching, pretty much. So, right. you, you know, you face a right-hander about 65% of the time. So that means that Mickey Moniak, uh, theoretically, be starting two out of every three games with Roman Quinn getting the at-bats against lefties. And, you know, it remains to be seen what Moniak can do offensively. He's never really had a big offensive season in the minors. Like the Phillies point to 2019, the second half, that he really started mm-hmm. to hit his stride at Double-A Redding. Double-A uh, Redding is also a very good place to hit. You know, uh, a lot mm-hmm. of guys put up big offensive numbers there. So, you know, the jury's out. We'll see what uh, Mickey Moniak can do. The one thing that did stick out to me last summer when he was up here for that cup of coffee was that his plate selection had improved from what I had seen in the minors. You know, I had seen him play a little bit at A and swung it a lot. You know, when you're in the minors, you're trying to hit your way up a lot of times. When he was with the Phillies last summer, I was pretty impressed by the deep counts that he was working. You know, it's a starting point the Phillies want him to do a little more than that, but uh, now he has a big opportunity to, to, to play center field every day, bat at the bottom of the lineup, see if he can provide a little bit of a spark.
2: Would you, uh, what was the Phillies' thought process watching him in spring training this year? Because that would have been a real good evaluation for him.
0: Yeah, the, the, they liked the way that Mickey Moniak played in spring training. He did not last as long into camp as I think a lot of people thought. Like when When, when the spring began, it was seen as like a Three man race for the center field spot between Adam Hazley, Roman Quinn, and Odubo Herrera, with like Mickey Moniak, the, the dark horse force guy, and he hit pretty well. And then he was optioned to minor league camp, and I think a lot of fans kind of looked at that sideways, like, wait, wait, really? Like he was optioned to minor league camp uh, before camp broke, and I, you know, I think this is why you pay attention to actions over words, right? Like the first call up when the Phillies need a center fielder is not Odubel Herrera, it's Mickey Moniak, so maybe that right. tells you that that three-man battle, maybe it tells you that Odubo Herrera wasn't actually as firmly in that third spot or in the top three spots as a lot of people thought. The Phillies uh, like the at-bats that Moniak had been having at the alternate site more than they like the at-bats that Herrera had been having lately. Joe Girardi spoke today. He said that really it just came down to when you call a guy up, you want to call a guy up when he's locked in and he's hot. You don't want to call a guy up when he's having inconsistent ABs. So in, that, in this particular spot, that's why they went to Moniak over O'Double, among many other uh, much more important off-field reasons.
2: Right, obviously. Uh, the Phillies are right in the middle of the pack in pitching uh, with a 4.09 ERA, but I think it's pretty obvious that the bullpen has been a little bit better than it was last year. I think was Joe Girardi had that great comment where he said, look, we might as well have just told them what the pitch was going to be. It would have been the huh. same result. But uh, why have they been better out of the pen this year so far?
0: Oh, they just have better arms. I mean, I've never seen anything like what happened last year. Uh, it didn't. It didn't matter if it was a young guy, a veteran, a guy the Phillies traded for. Everybody stunk in that bullpen last year, and it wasn't just like, uh, okay, bad outing here or there. It was that every time these guys were coming in, they were loading the bases. Like I remember when the when Workman and Hembry came over from Boston, combined, they put almost two and a half base runners per inning on. You know, it's just like unheard of. But you look at this bullpen, in contrast, so much more stuff. Jose Alvarado comes out throwing that 99-mile-per-hour sinker, which is probably one of the most difficult pitches in all of baseball to pick up, whether you're a hitter or a catcher. Uh, Then you have Sam Coonrod, who also has a 99-mile-per-hour fastball, ranks among uh, the top relievers in MLB in terms of average fastball velocity. Archie Bradley, who's on the shelf right now with his oblique injury, long track record setting up closing, Hector Neris is also pitching very well, the lone uh, holdover from last year's bullpen. So there's just a lot more stuff. Um, Brandon Kinsler, another guy who has experience at the back end of pens. The Phillies last year, and really for, for most of Matt Klintak's tenure here, Aside from those two signings of Pat Neshek and Tommy Hunter, who probably weren't the right guys to give those contracts to in the first place, but aside from those two guys, the Phillies went all like bargain bin shopping for relievers. Signed guys to minor league deals, invites to spring training. Didn't um, well, I guess David Robertson. You know that was the one big expenditure they right. made in the bullpen. Kind of snake bit there, where a guy with ten straight years of health immediately gets hurt and misses the entirety of the contract. You know, so the the, the few. Um, investments the Phillies did make in the bullpen over the last couple of years went south. Uh, and this year they just, you know, they identified better talent. Like this Jose Alvarado trade, that was the first move Dave Dombrowski made as Phillies GM. And when he made that move, you know, a lot of people around baseball looked at it like, wow, Jose Alvarado, really? I mean, this guy two years ago was like an all star level back end reliever. Well, you know, he his time ran out in Tampa Bay because he gained a lot of weight and struggled with control. So, You know, one team's garbage is another team's treasure, I guess. But they just they set they set the bullpen up better. I'm not saying that they're gonna go through this whole season and rank top five in the national league, but they're certainly going to protect more leads.
2: During the six game road trip, the on base percentage was two nineteen. At home it's at home it's not bad. It's three forty eight, right? The on base percentage is two nineteen in the six game road trip. Uh, look, we all yeah. know about launch angle and so forth, but uh, what does Joe Girardi say about just the ability, A, to get guys on base to then set innings up?
0: Uh, well, the Phillies aren't happy with how their offenses look these these first 12 games. This is a team that's built around offense. You know, you're built around offense and the top three in your starting rotation, and here we are a dozen games into the season. The Phillies have had, like, two good offensive games. There are some guys who are hitting. I mean, JT Real Muto's hitting, like, 325. He's done his part. Didi Gregorius has had a couple of really clutch hits. Gene Segura has had some clutch hits. Uh, but, you know, Bryce Harper hasn't gotten going from a power perspective yet. Two homers. Uh, Alec Bohm, while he's been solid early, hasn't been, you know, I don't think he's really uh, reached his offensive capabilities so far this season. It's very early. Uh, but. You know, the issue with the Phillies right now is they're just not making enough contact. They preached contact all throughout spring training. We want to cut down on our strikeouts, and yet here they are striking out like crazy, double-digit strikeouts in a bunch of games in this road trip. I mean, they faced some damn good pitching. There's no, you know, you yeah. can't ignore that. Like, they faced Jacob deGrom, they faced Charlie Morton twice, Mark Stroman shut him down. Uh, but that's the reality if you're in the NL East. You're going to have to hit good pitching, and the Phillies really haven't shown an ability to do that uh, in this, like, Harper, real Muto regime Uh, but you know I also just look to early season April cold weather not using it as an excuse but it seems like every year this happens and when you look around the league pitching is ahead of hitting right now Uh, there are some guys who are off to amazing offensive starts, like Ronald Acuna Jr. but for the most part the pitching is still ahead of the hitting and that'll normalize as these weeks go by but the Phillies bats do need to wake up because you know that's really the strength of this team.
2: It was an absolute pleasure. I hope this is the first of many times we have you on the show. I really enjoyed it.
0: Me, oh, me too. I hope it is too. Thanks a lot. You bet. All right.
2: Great to have Corey on today. Ah, boy, he, he sounded completely prepared to go. I mean, he really did. It's amazing when people are immersed in their job. Isn't it, Matt?
1: Oh, of course.
2: I mean, immersive. Don't forget, Doug Bird saw Kyrie Irving. I mean, uh, the, the suit on the game tomorrow. He is going to do the game tomorrow, right? Yes. Are we sure?
1: As far as we know.
2: As far as we know. Not the answer I was seeking.
1: All <laughs> right. ha, ha, ha.
2: We'll come back. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Also, six great flavors of slushies. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia. Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. It's an over 100-point inspection they do. I think it's 164-point inspection on pre-owned inventory. That's how you get the Sunbury Motors guarantee. All Sunbury Motors... Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes Eleven and Fifteen. Hummel's Wharf and online, at SunburyMotors.com. Okay, uh, tomorrow Patriot League title game on one hundred point nine The Valley. It'll be Holy Cross against Bucknell for the title. And. One thirty, the air time, 2 o'clock the kickoff at Christie for that meanwhile here on News Radio 1070 WKOK it'll be practice 15 or Penn State football and Jack Ham and I will have that for you as well so looking forward to it very much tomorrow so you get your choice and that'll be noon to 2 so when we're done with the scrimmage, you can go right over to 100.9 in the Valley and pick up the game. Uh, Doug's been working hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, America's top broadcaster. Scouting Holy Cross. All right. Oh, my almighty. You well, know, as Bill Raptor would say. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When you tell everybody that you personally have to carry every broadcast and an entire radio station complex on your back, you take time off. And believe me, Roger deserves all the time off he gets. All right, so, um... (laughs) Just received a note. I hate this show, the suit. Hmm, I wonder why. (laughs) You, sir, are my hero! (laughs) The king in the next half hour, looking forward to it. Seth Wundy announced today he's coming back to Penn State basketball. Uh, Again, as I pointed out when this entire odyssey began, you'll have the cynic say, Well, why do you want guys back from an 11 and 14 team? You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, okay, I got it. You're the opinionated guy at the tailgate. I got it. But you want as many of these guys back. Here's the reason being. It's fewer openings to concentrate on now for this coaching staff. Micah Shrewsbury and his staff, if they can have a solid base, they can then fill in either with a recruit in the late signing period or with a couple of transfers as opposed to wholesale transfers. Transfers. And then they can really throw their heart and soul into recruiting for November 21, November 22, and November 23, because you're starting out with a foundation. So Lundy and and coming back is part of that foundation to go with Sesams and Dredd and Timbila and Johnson and Gordon and Dorsey. By the way the dead period for recruiting officially ends May 31st the gates open on June 1st that's across the board there are going to be official visits all over the country June is going to be one busy busy month taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. And they roast their peanuts fresh and not every day. Pickle Bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, can, Routes 11 to 15, Ummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, The king.
3: Shamalama ding dong, man. What up?
2: <laughs> you point me toward whatever I talk.
3: <laughs> what another day in America.
1: Gang. Yes, sir.
3: Yeah. Looking out the window here, this wasn't here the last time you were here. We have an enormous FedEx facility right across well, the street. So. Well, you,
2: well, you know what? You know how many times I've been past that FedEx facility in Indianapolis? I just no, went past it. I just went past it in October. It's right wow, out it's right oh out boy. it's right it's right outside the airport. I mean I've been by that facility I don't know, thirty, forty times. It's awful. Maybe maybe more.
3: Yeah. It's like every other day there's a shooting. Oh.
2: Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. Awful.
3: It's very, very concerning that people are just that gutless. So, yeah, whatever. So, how's sports going on? Is there going to be uh, your single A baseball?
2: Yes, yes, we're going to have it. In fact, I had a meeting about that today. Season begins on May twenty fourth. Great. Yep.
3: Will you get to Wait. travel with them?
2: Uh, the way it's going to be arranged this year, I'm doing. I'm personally just doing home games this year. Yep. So that's, I mean, so that's all I have to worry about are the home games. Good. And Good. it's going to be, uh, well, I'm not, I shouldn't get into how we're doing this because they're going to be releasing it next week, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't jump the gun and talk about how we're doing it. So no.
3: Have you ever heard of Aaron Savali?
2: Yeah. Yep.
3: He's from East Windsor.
2: No, oh, yeah, cool. That's great.
3: Yeah, no. Karen knows him. My secretary knows him, and she cuts his mom's hair. He was pitching uh, yesterday, the day before, and his mom had her tablet while Karen was cutting her hair, watching him pitch. So, yeah. yeah he went to, <laughs> well, he didn't go to East Windsor High. He went to uh, either East Catholic, one of the private schools. But sure. He yeah. grew up in East Windsor.
2: So. Good for him. That's
3: great. Yeah. Not too many pro athletes came out of East Windsor Connecticut.
2: <laughs> no, there that's pretty much it. That's the quote. No, okay. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's and, pretty much the dude.
1: Yeah. But you got I UConn, so that there's coming. that. Go ahead, Matt. But you got UConn, so there's that. Hey, what? You got UConn, so there's so you got that going for you.
3: Oh, Yukon is I don't know, Yukon's back in trouble again. I don't know. Yukon <laughs> is I don't know. I love living there. But, man, it's so, you know, they they talk about their $100 million in debt because of the pandemic and all that. And the reporters drive up there and they do their reports right outside of Gamble Pavilion. But on their way to driving there, you can't miss it. They're building three brand-new buildings, and they continue to build them now they have a shortage of money because of the building. they are like, oh, you know, <laughs> it's the way we were brought up. If you don't have any money, you don't build anything, you know. <laughs> so it's, it's it's just a game, and you wonder why the reporters don't report it. You know, they drove right past the brand-new buildings and then did a report how the school is $100 million in debt. And it never occurred to them to ask, how come you keep building the buildings? So, anyway.
2: Yeah. Is that well, one my of my Yukon
3: women. That's it. And there you they go. They fell short. But it's, oh, got my blood test results here. This is big time. <laughs> okay, hang on. You check out? Okay. 2.5, um, baby. Nailed it. Okay, what's, go ahead.
2: What's two point five?
3: <laughs> that's my. It's called an INR. See, that's my next rant. I have a blood clot in my right leg. I've had it for seven years.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Like I don't know. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, no, it was just, it was really really bad. I'm but
2: <laughs> like I just I don't had know. an
3: ultrasound uh, four days ago. It's still okay. there, but yeah. controllable. Well, good. But my rant is. They claim Johnson & Johnson. Well, there's only six people who got blood clots. No. I had a blood clot for three months before I knew I had it. Right. So that's why they're not putting that thing back out there. They yeah. have no idea how many people have a blood clot. Right. Oh. So. And they're not transparent enough to talk about it. It drives me insane. I listen to them. I am a blood clot ex- expert. You know? <laughs> I'm like, Actually, yeah, you I are. I had it for three months.
2: Actually, I, you are.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I got the blood clot in February. I was pushing a guy. He was stuck in the snow, and I smashed yeah. my leg. And that's when it started, and I was put in the hospital. with. I did your show from the hospital, remember? Yes, that's, that's right. right. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. So, anyway. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh, no, that was for the cellulitis. Anyway. <laughs>
1: I'm just glad you're better. That's good.
3: That's good. I've been everywhere. Anyway, uh, I went in the hospital April 29th, but the accident happened in February. So I had a clot from February until the end of April before we realized it was a blood clot. So when they're telling people there's only six people who got blood, they're scared to death. They have no idea how many people could have formed a blood clot, hopefully just six, but you can have it for quite a while and not know you have it, but there's no way of knowing unless you
2: do or, an ultrasound. So, or or was the blood clot from something else, or was the blood clot caused because of a combination of something else in Johnson & Johnson? That's what they have to find Maybe.
3: Out. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, it was made the same way that uh, one in Europe was made. AstraZeneca. The
1: AstraZeneca, yep.
3: Yeah, they they were made the same way. So Well,
2: they, what they did here at Penn State was they changed over from Johnson & Johnson. And, look, one of the reasons you wanted to do a Johnson & Johnson at Penn State was for the students, they go in and get one. Yeah, absolutely. And don't have to go back a second time. Well, right. they switched over the other day when it got stopped, they switched over to Moderna.
1: Right. So,
3: are you guys getting the shot?
1: I already have mine. Both of them? I actually got the the J&J shot, but I'm fine. No
3: way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll drop it.
1: <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm good, though. I, feel I got really it more bad than a week right ago. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you'll be okay.
1: I know. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, you'll be fine. It's just, you know see that? something getting red or swelling? Yeah, right. Get to Make a the doctor call. right yeah. away. Yeah. Well, that's all I'll say. Well, so, I mean, it well, a perfect uh, um, shot. You know, one deal, and you're out. But.
2: On that uplifting right. note, we'll take a break.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
2: man. <laughs> oh my almighty! <laughs> okay, um, I'm not going to get into my medical history because I don't do that. We'll come back with more in a moment here on uh, News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Patronage.
2: All right. Sounds like baseball music.
3: How about them Red Sox, huh?
2: (laughs) They're they're fine. It's a a good start.
1: Hey, (laughs) stop. Uh, not as yeah. Well, in, we got not much end, to talk about right now.
2: In the end, they might. <laughs>
1: Cora's cheating. Well,
2: oh. oh, I mean, all I know is that he signed a contract, and <laughs> and he went out and they bought trash cans. I don't know what that means. Uh, so
3: <laughs> they're probably using cell phone beeps now or something. Oh,
1: boy. Well, the Yankees had the same record as the Pirates for one day this week, so I'm already oh God, ready to put Yankees. a paper bag over Yankees my head. Fine, so. Yeah, I expected the slow start, but I just didn't expect the Pirates to win that many games already. <laughs> that was the problem. But anyway, we got a new segment, it's boys.
3: cold weather, and things change once it gets warm. Then yeah. people settle in. So, hey, we got to make an excuse, Matt. You know, <laughs> we're sure. supposed to win the
1: East. So. We got injuries, too.
3: Yeah, well...
1: That's the steroids. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh no! Oh god! <laughs> anyway, so new segment. Good hockey, great. So who's supposed
2: to go first here? As to, as to what the headlines are going to look like?
1: I, I guess I, I will go first. First, so this is kind of a steal on Sports Center they used to do called "What to Watch For." So that's what we're going to do. Three things we're watching for this weekend so I'll go first and this is one. This is my number one thing I'll be watching for from the PA booth this weekend at Christie
2: oh my
1: almighty <laughs> how many times are we going to hear that this weekend I'm going to go with not one not two not three but four times this weekend from Doug because it's going to be a win for the Bison in the Patriot League title game awesome. okay. there you go King, what do you got for your number one, the next thing you're watching for this weekend?
3: Well, what to watch for. Will Bill Belichick pick a quarterback? (laughs) Or or will he go with Cam Newton? But will this weekend, will he give a hint what he really wants to do? And will he move up in the draft?
1: That's a very good one. I like it.
3: And that's sure. It's something he's never really done. He has (laughs) because he had Tom Brady. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, so Steve deal. what do you got
2: 105 players on the Penn State football roster 54 of the 105 are either freshman or redshirt freshmen. you'll be hearing about several standouts from Saturday that are either in the freshman or redshirt freshman class
1: mm, okay I like the nuggets all right next one for me This gets back to our two-day conversation we had, Steve, over the Brooklyn Nets. How many stars of the Nets will play this weekend? Now, they got two games this weekend. They got the Hornets tonight at 7.30 at home. Then they have the Heat on the road, 3.30, an ESPN game Sunday afternoon. I put the over-under at 2. I don't think
2: any of them are playing. (laughs) It's no need anymore.
1: (laughs) And guess what? You know what will happen is the lesser of the two will probably play when the ESPN has the main afternoon game at 3.30. Of course. (laughs) Even though that's the bigger game against the Hornets. Right. Then against the Hornets tomorrow night. Quietly, are the fourth seed right now in the East. (laughs) Stinking nuts. Glad the Sixers beat them. I wish they would have crushed them by 22 before they blew that lead, but whatever. That's number two for me. King, what's number two for you? Who
3: will be the next American Idol contestant to go six months into the show and then quit?
1: I saw that.
3: (laughs) I'm like, the kid's good. Why would you go home?
1: I mean, come on, man. This, yeah. And this I mean, isn't the first time that's happened either on some of these shows. Like on um, Food Network Star, somebody left early. Yeah. Couldn't I handle mean, the pressure.
3: Wow, well, you quit your job. <laughs> you did everything. I mean, the longer you're on, the, the, you don't need to win, you know? Yeah, just getting the exposure. You need exposure. Yeah. You're on national TV every week. Why would you walk away from that if you're you're an artist? now is it? yeah that's all that's all I got. It just surprised me. It may be a very personal thing and he had to go. but I was shocked.
1: yeah, the king's on fire. there's these two good ones to start off with.
3: yeah, he's good. Steve well, no, the singer's good. I'm not good.
1: what was the what was the kid's name? I forgot? Uh, I forgot already. uh, Harry Como. I'll I'll Google it. I'll find out.
2: Justin Bieber. Justin.
1: (laughs) I think he's doing pretty good right now. Justin Bieber is very talented.
3: The kid can play 10 instruments and he just dances and sings. I went to the movie, I saw the movie.
1: Oh, I feel sorry. I wasn't the
3: Beaver, so uh, not anymore. <laughs> but he's incredibly talented. He he taught himself how to play ten instruments very well. He, he, he could do more than he is now.
1: <laughs> I can see how riveted you are, Steve. <laughs>
2: it's my turn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Thanks for. Letting me know, uh, <laughs> Seth Lundy announced that on Instagram officially today he's coming back to Penn State basketball. Next slice of news uh, on that on that front uh, will be Monday. That's right. So, see, all mine like are like actually news things, but that's all right. <laughs>
1: We're mixing it up a little bit here.
2: Yeah, we're mixing it up all right.
1: <laughs> all right, number Wyatt three Wyatt Pike is the one who left. What was his name? Wyatt Pike. Wyatt Pike. Okay. See. He's very talented. See, I used to love American Idol, but yeah. I just I haven't watched the last couple of years. I need to get back into it.
3: It can be hard to watch. I'll tell you something. Early on. We were yeah. watching the Adam Lambert. Uh, on Netflix, the Adam Lambert yes. story. Yes, love Adam Lambert. I don't Lambert. know if you guys know who he is. Oh, I love but,
1: Adam Lambert. He was great. Oh my, incredibly Tremendous talented. On Queen now, yeah, too.
3: Yeah, and I mean he sings for Queen now, and yes. he's. Uh, I just. mean, there's nobody with a voice like yes. Freddie Mercury, but Adam Lambert. And when he was on American Idol, just Google it. There is nothing on the show right now compared to Adam Lambert. Oh though. yeah. I mean, he just, he he was rocking it. I mean, you couldn't wait to watch him. That was such Carrie a good Underwood, season,
1: too.
3: You know, Kelly Clarkson, that, that they would win this year without question, you know. and But this kid Wyatt, he's real good. Okay, go ahead.
1: I'm, All right, I'm, so my number three is NASCAR. I'm sorry. I had to bring it in, Steve, only because my boy MTJ, Trex Jr., got a second win last week at Bardensville, uh, and he's going to a track that he's very good at, Richmond, this weekend. Number 19 car in tur- victory lane, baby.
2: Are they all left turns?
1: It. <laughs> uh, yes, it is.
2: All right. Then he's got a shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have, or, what is it? I think Richmond's the quarter mile, yeah quarter mile left turns but i'm ready for it i love car racing awesome let's go mtj baby watch for what's number three for you king
3: well i'm very curious as to the vaccine passport in the stadiums, and it, it's kind of not necessarily this weekend, but how long will the owners of these stadiums let the stadiums be half full?
1: Very interesting. You've had three really solid ones. This is a good start for you, King. I'm impressed. Uh,
3: because all I do is think. <laughs> <laughs> I come up all night, <laughs> staring at the ceiling, watching my Hallmark movies. Someday I'll give you my analogy between Hallmark movies and Ultimate Fighting. Okay. My two favorite things to watch at night. They're identical. So go ahead, Steve, you're up.
1: Huh? All right. Is this thing on?
3: (laughs) Huh? Go ahead.
2: Monday there'll be another mock NFL first round draft by somebody.
3: (laughs) Have we had enough of what's his name? Uh, Kuyper Junior. Whatever his name is, Mel Kuyper Junior.
1: I don't mind Um, Mel Kuyper. I I just I just don't like everybody else and their brother.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. Everybody
1: likes my brother.
3: Mel Kuyper's there every year and he's close. He gets it close. He's easy to understand. But my God, have the draft. You know, that's I listen. To, I work Saturdays and have ESPN radio on, and that's just they going on and on. Well, if this team does that, and this team does that, and this team does that, and I think the best move has already been made. I told you the kid from the Jets going down with rule at uh, at um. Oh, Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. Yeah. and I heard the best analogy on it. Rule was fresh out of college. He was at Penn State, wasn't he? He's from State well, he College.
2: Played, he, he played at Penn State. He grew up here in State College.
3: Yeah. He is fresh out of college.
2: Yeah, with And Baylor. that kid
3: yeah. needs somebody to work with him. Where at the well, Jets that, and a lot Brady. of NFL teams, they don't have time to work with you. you got to be good. you got to be good now. That's it. They will take him slowly and turn him into a superstar. I'm telling you. Carolina is going to be good.
2: Well, I think Brady Joe's will help. Brady will help made. him. Brady will help him, Joe. Joe Brady. He'll help him. Yeah. Another, yeah. another guy got. He was a grad assistant here at Penn State for two years.
3: <laughs> yeah, I heard a guy, and that was he. What he said. He said he's going to a team that has former college coaches, and they will work with him and teach him. Where he wasn't getting taught anything with the Jets. He was just thrown in.